Well, just approaching the uh, quarter to eight hour a.m. It is right here on uh, Tuesday, the 10th of uh, January. You're listening to Radio Islam International, and this is Sabah al-Muslim. Uh, well, joining us for the Africa Report this morning is Dr. Mustafa Mehta, uh, the Dean of the Faculty of Languages at Somali National University, SNU, and a senior research fellow and head of uh, Africa Desk, uh, of the Africa Desk of the Media Review Network, SA or the MRNSA. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Dr. Mustafa. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Mustafa. Are you with us? All right, we'll try and get Dr. Mustafa Meta on a better line, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Mustafa. Are you with us? All right, so let's try that call again, inshallah, to Dr. Mustafa Mehta uh, out there in Somalia, having a lot of issues with the drop line, uh, you know, for a couple of... Uh, what we're going to discuss, by mind you, whilst we're getting Dr. Uh, you know, online with us, we, we're going to discuss uh, issues of slavery. Now, you know, for a long time now, many of the Gulf states in particular, other parts as well, but many of the Gulf states in, in particular have been accused by many in the international national and local community, local community activists, of allowing a perpetuation of different forms of slavery. And, uh, you know, uh, this slavery, and and slavery in general can come in different ways. It can be economic slavery, which we see quite often practice in, uh, you know, uh, in China, where an entire family is enslaved because of a debt that the children are now put into some form form of bondage, wherein until the family does not pay off their debt, uh, th- this family continue, or, the, or these children continue to remain in some form of bondage. Then we have actual slavery, where a person now sells their own children, or a tribal leader gets together to make an agreement that a certain number of youngsters should be uh, sold on behalf of the rest of the tribe. Well, you know, slavery has made a comeback in different ways, and the Gulf Arab states in particular have been fingered and have been accused of the perpetuation of such type of slavery in their territories. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Mustafa Mehta. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa and Jazakum Lohan for, for joining us, uh, uh, Professor Dr. Mustafa, and shedding some light on uh, our Africa desk uh, this morning. And I started off the discussion a little while back, Dr. Mustafa, with Gulf Arab states still allowing a perpetuation of slavery. Now, slavery, of course, comes in different forms, uh, Dr. Mustafa Mita. There's economic slavery, social slavery, but we see it is still rife, unfortunately, in many Arab countries. And the Gulf Arab countries are seem to be, you know, taking the un- unfortunate lead in this matter. Oh yes, and uh, it has reached a, 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 a level now that you know is affecting uh, um, uh, many countries across, you know, the continent. Uh, many of the victims, obviously, have been, you know, uh, uh, Black Africa. Because of you know perhaps you know the 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 economic you know situations prevailing in many black African countries, so they fall you know uh, uh, prey to these guys you know they've got their agents on the ground across African countries who tell them that 
there is a good job we can get to connect you to a good job in dubai or in oman or in saudi or you know any of these arab countries where you get a lot of money and people they are they are enticed you know by the the salaries that they are told which in most cases are not true in actual fact you know they are told money is that you know they just dream of and uh, when they get there the first thing that happens is you know their 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 travel documents are are taken by the the so-called you know uh, bosses who then tell them uh, that uh, you 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 have to work and uh, there then you know when they've taken the passport then the 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 treatment bad treatment you know uh, 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 begins and many people have, have actually you know uh, have been affected some have even died mm. and connected to that as well in in in, in dubai i've heard uh, of some senior women who have actually lost their limbs you know uh, their internal organs you know so it is connected also to to uh, uh, organ uh, 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 trafficking Moving on to West Africa, uh, Professor Mita, we've seen Burkina Faso uh, recently declaring the French ambassador uh, persona non grata. Now, this is following Mali's lead. Uh, this is a ongoing turbulent relationship that France seems to be having with its former colonies. Now, France, of course, uh, doesn't just have Mali and, and Burkina Faso. There are, there are many former French colonies on the continent itself. Uh, many of them, I would say the, mo- the most of them being in, in the western part of Africa, but it seems that the, that the way France has dealt with its former colonies have been very different from the way Great Britain or Portugal, uh, or even Italy for that matter, if you just consider Italy to be restricted to Libya or Somalia or somewhere, dealt with their uh, former colonies in the sense that France continued to maintain even up to today, boots on the ground, whether not directly but through the French Legion uh, or, or, or some other form of uh, direct governance and, and we've seen that some countries like Mali in particular uh, seem to have had enough of it and, and declaring the French ambassador persona non grata a while back and Burkina Faso seems to be following in the same way. What, what's your opinion on that Professor Mita? Really uh, France has been a problem uh, Molana. France has been a problem and uh, wherever you know um, when they left their so-called uh, 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 colonies, um, France did not actually leave. Mm. They enacted uh, laws, they passed laws, and, and, and had their colonies, you know, sign on to uh, uh, documents that I think that time uh, the leadership then did not understand. And uh, things like, for instance, um, uh, uh, they, the French never allowed any of their colonies to do business, good substantial business, with any other country uh, without first consulting them. So it's like a French former colony wants to do business with Great Britain, and uh, they, they, they will have, you know, to go via, you know, France. And uh, if France says now we, we we they can invest, then they invest. If not, you know they they shouldn't invest. So they still you know this stranglehold on their on their former colonies, and uh, that 
with the leadership uh, renewal we are seeing, young men, more younger leaders coming into 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 the play, uh, they are now unearthing these things and uh, cutting off you know ties and 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 are breaking these agreements with France, and it's so embarrassing. Mm. Moving on to the uh, UN reports or the UN rights repertoire uh, appointed by the UN and, and the fact that it always seems to blame both Palestinians and the Israeli regime uh, in findings after investigations. Now we've seen this here in a number of, uh, uh, you know, of reports, uh, Professor Mita, that uh, appointed by the UN in particular, that where a particular incident takes place of, uh, uh, of seemingly invisible violence, uh, and, and and although the Israeli authorities and the Israeli the IDF in particular uh, are, are seen and there's ample evidence to show uh, an over usage of force, somehow the report seems to reflect that no, the issue is from from both sides. And yes, they were wrong, but at the same time they were instigated or something of the sort by uh, by, by Palestinian civilians. Uh, what's your opinion on that? I mean, you, have you also made that observation? Professor Mita. Yes, I actually, you know, I had an article uh, a few uh, a few weeks ago uh, that I wrote on that issue. Uh, the and the term that seems to be abused in most cases is that of both sides. You hear those rapporteurs that are appointed by the UN Security Council uh, uh, blaming uh, both. Sides, that Palestinians and Israelis are both to blame. So, you know, it, 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 it whitewash, you know, the blame and then it goes. You know, the world, then the international community will not question who is uh, 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 wrong or who is, you know, right. So, um, uh, the idea, the, the, the issue is that, you know, many of these rapporteurs that are appointed are appointed by the Security Council. And and we know who is in that Security Council. And uh, in most cases, uh, 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 they are told to be lenient, you know, in their reporting as far as, you know, if it implicates, you know, Israel. So this is what has been going on. And uh, it's unfortunate, very, very much unfortunate that, you know, uh, the international community uh, or the so-called UN Security Council uh, 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 goes on, you know, to use, you know, such uh, uh, partisan, you know, uh, against the occupied, you know, Palestinians. Palestine is occupied. I've, in, in my article, actually, that I wrote on this issue, I actually gave an example of a 26-year-old man fighting, claiming, you know, to be fighting with uh, a, 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 a six-month-old baby. And then, you know, reporting out there saying this six-month-old baby has actually uh, 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 done this damage or broken my nose or broken my limb or something like this. This is what is happening. We all know that Israel is the fourth largest army in the world at the moment. And it's the only possessor of nuclear weapons, undeclared nuclear weapons in the Middle East. We all know that. And uh, poor Palestinians, uh, they are just resisting. They are just resisting. 
you cannot say they don't have an army, a standing army that could match up, you know, to to to, to Israel. But by Allah's, you know, uh, uh, help, they are just protesting and 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 and, and resisting, you know, uh, uh, that occupation. So to say that, you know, both of them or both sides, I think it's a travesty of, you know, uh, 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 justice. Finally, Professor Mita, before we um, let you go this morning, uh, uh, the situation currently in Goma, the DR Congo, uh, how, how is it faring and what's your opinion on that? Um, I think, uh, as we discussed the last time, pressure is, is, is piling on Rwanda's uh, uh, president, Kagame. Uh, of late, I've, 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 I've heard you know, um, uh, the United States, uh, the European Union, and many countries across the world who have joined in condemning President Kagame. They have told him that Rwanda should, should withdraw his support to the so-called uh, M23 rebels. Because those uh, uh, M23 rebels... Uh, uh, um, uh, are being supported by Rwanda, and everyone knows uh, the African uh, leaders know about it. Um, and, and, and now he, he is in a fix. He is in a fix. And I think they have, he has now started, you know, uh, to give some concessions because of late I had they are retaining some towns that they had occupied. Okay? They are retaining some towns that, that they occupied. And the uh, UN plus you know, the East African uh, uh, community uh, of nations that has deployed armies there now. Rwanda risks facing its own, you know, neighbors. The last time, remember, when Rwanda did the same thing during uh, 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 President Kabila, uh, uh, the father, uh, Zimbabwe uh, uh, and Namibia, uh, 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 um, uh, deployed, you know, uh, and Angola deployed armies there to repel, you know, their, 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 their movement. So I hope this time Kagame will be man enough and just, you know, withdraw. We know that he's, 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 he's simply there, he's stealing, he's stealing. Mm-hmm. He's stealing the resources, the mineral resources there, and enriching themselves. They are just, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, they are dipping into, you know, uh, uh, distant DRC because of the mineral resources there, nothing else. And he wants to maintain that so that this issue of saying there are rebels there, you know, remnants of, you know, the former uh, Hutu uh, rebels. Yeah, we know there are some who, who ran away, but they're insignificant. And he can't say that they pose a, a threat to him now, you see. So uh, now it has come, you know, I think pressure is piling and uh, he has no... Uh, um, 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 no other way except you know to uh, to to lean on uh, uh, on 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 the M23 rebels to withdraw, and also he should withdraw his army because he he, he deploys his army with them, and they are, and and he won't know you know because they are the same people they speak the same language. Mm, Professor Mita Jazakumullah for joining us, hoping to talk to you sometime in the future. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi taala.